Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The Dolphins podcast network is all here. Seth Levitt and OJ McDuffie from the Fish Tank podcast. I am Travis Wingfield, the host of the Drive Time podcast and Juice you broke out an old phrase that we haven't heard around here in about six weeks, ones we we do not like to hear, but they got the ship righted, and now it's six straight wins for your Miami Dolphins. Yes, it is, man. It took our team a little time to get off of a uh, bye week, it. right? A little time, yeah. you know, a little rusty off a of bye week, man, and uh, they finally figured out on both sides of the ball. And, uh, and man, it was uh, very entertaining. Two, the tale of two different halves, tale of two different quarterbacks, tale of two different defenses, uh, but find a way to get it done no matter what, and the NFL is all that matters. And we talked about it a little bit, too, before we came on the show. Jets pulled out everything. Every trick yeah. they had in the book, you know, in the bag, they pulled them out, and, and most of them worked, you know, and then we just started writing the shit, man. So I, I noticed a lot of different things we did today that worked out for us and some things that didn't, but, uh, you know, just get the win, baby, and that's what happened today. So they get the win. The, the Dolphins' offense responded late after an offensive mistake there, Seth, and that pick six – Pretty deflating moment there in the building, especially in the press box for us. It's still, to me, I don't know how you guys felt, felt like Miami would be able to take back control of the game, and they did just that. But that wasn't the story today. It was a running back and this defense getting pressure on that quarterback, man. They, they came after that, after Zach Wilson all game long. Oh, boy, did they? they? You know, they finished the game with, what, six sacks, I believe. The defense was, especially in that second half, as you said, Juice, that maybe they needed to knock some of that rust off there. I, I know Coach Flores wanted them to – take a break and get away from the game. I don't know if they got away from it from a little bit too much. <laughs> and that first half, we're scratching our heads, particularly that first quarter. We said, what is going on? But the second half looked like the defense that we're used to seeing here. Uh, you know, there were a couple of moments there. And it probably was deflating for them to see that pick six because they were playing so well. Every drive seemed to have a, a couple sacks. You got turnovers, everything that you needed for this team to go ahead and win. And don't forget, they scored 31 points. Right. I mean, it, you know, we've been begging for 30-point games. Right. You got one today. Ultimately, as you guys both said, you just wanted to get the W. You want to send the New York Jets home on that plane feeling like losers. And that's what they did today. <laughs> yeah. And then on, on top of that, you win six in a row and you're still in the hunt. Right. Juice, Seth is such a nice guy, but the one time I see him get a little bit agitated is when it comes to Jets fans. It's my favorite thing about that's him. That's it, man. He does not like Jets fans. It's my favorite. I don't. And, you know, this is a, a topic we talked about earlier this this season. And, Seth, you can, you can you know, bite my head off if you want. But I wanted to ask Juice <laughs> about the idea of a potential – trap game here because we, oh, we go into this on. game off of a bye week <laughs> we're and, six minutes into the show uh, we're talking about trap games. i think it was like a nine or ten point spread which usually in the nfl means that the team on the on the favorite side of that's going to come away with a victory it didn't start that way the dolphins right. fall but in a 10 point uh, deficit early in this game off the bye week we had the covid mess all week long juice and, and that was the entire league as well didn't affect the jets they didn't have anybody on the covid list but the dolphins had a, a big covid right. list all week and it kind of changed here late in the week and we had a landon roberts at his media i think a couple weeks ago he he was asked about how do you feel about the bye week at this point of the season, and he said, I don't like it because we're hot right yeah. now. What do you make of all of that? All that stuff coming together, did that all kind of contribute to the slow start for Miami? Yeah, I think it did, but I'm going to tell you this, man. The bye week kind of hurt us, it seems like. It seemed like we got sick during the bye week. Yeah. You know, we didn't get healthier during the bye week. We kind of lost players in the, during the bye week when we were thinking we're supposed to bring players back in those situations, man. And you know what? That's, that's exactly how a team that's playing well feels you know, you get a bye week at an inopportune time. You need it, but then you don't really want it. And then, uh, of course, during this bye week, <laughs> we get guys really sick. So I, I feel what Orlando's talking about. I do get it. 
I mean, I, I wish there was a bye week this late in the season when I was playing because, honestly, everybody needs a bye week. Well, I think there's one season we might have had two byes, and that, that, was, that was a little too much. But a late bye is always good for a team, you know, that needs to get healthy. And we got sicker during the bye week, and then, but we came back strong today. Yeah, they definitely did, Juice. And, it, it, you know, you thought that this bye week was going to be a good thing, and, and, and they did look a little rusty. But I think when you, when you finish the game with the W, yeah. now you're kind of glad. And, and it's probably going to help those guys. Look, you talk about a Devontae Parker who's battled injuries all year. He came up big today. Yep. I think the time off probably, you know, it helped Devontae. And, and my hope is that guys have fresh legs as you finish out the season because they need to, right? They need to keep, they need to keep winning. We know it's a one-game season right now, guys, but, but we, they need to keep <laughs> this thing going to stay in the playoff hunt. But the great thing is, is that they are in the playoff hunt. Right. So, uh, you know, I was scared of that bye week, and I was, you know, I think we were all under our breath going, oh, that darn bye week, we were hot in the first <laughs> quarter. Uh, but they came away with the W, so they overcame all that. Well, yeah. some big news as, as far as Dolphins' playoff hopes do go. The Steelers pull off a late victory over the Titans there, so the Titans fall to 9-4. and four. That could play into the Dolphins' playoff hopes going down the line. But that's, we're going to get to that here in later weeks. I know Seth loves talking about that <laughs> so much. But you mentioned Devontae yeah. Parker. He goes 4 for 68 in a touchdown. I thought, the, I thought the touchdown grab he had was his best play of the game because that ball yeah. was not well located, and he finds a way to pull off the back shoulder and get upfield into the end zone. But, Juice, the, my biggest takeaway here from the entire game is that you know, all the best teams in the National Football League have multiple ways to win games, right? And this right. Dolphins team for so long under Brian Flores has really been mostly about the defense finding ways yeah. to win games. And the offense with Tua, we know the efficiency and the ball control, and they kind of take the air out of the football in the second half. But they found another way today, and that ground game. And when your quarterback had, in my opinion, just based upon the press box view and the angle of, of where those balls were on a consistent basis, I thought the worst game of his career so far, as far as just the, the, the accuracy we expect of him, the decisions we usually expect from him. But they find a way to win the game, and it comes with a local kid coming out big today. <laughs> yeah, Duke. Yeah, Duke was off he the was chain awesome. today, man. He had one hell of a game today. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit. I just would. I would have kept feeding him, man. Yeah. I mean, he was he was unstoppable at some point. Even when they did stop, and they paid for it at the end of the runs. You know, the stiff arm. You know, the lowering his shoulder a little bit to getting skinny. You know, I thought he did one heck of a job of just doing all the things that you you ask of a guy. You know, when you give him an opportunity to run the rock, man. You know, and I just think that you know having Duke, and, and I think I think it was Priest. We got our three down back now. I think Priest texted us all. I, and I, I think we do. I think Duke is a guy that can do it all, but it's a nice little spell. And you guys said it yourselves, like as soon as we said that about Duke, then, then Miles had a nice yeah. little run himself, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, it's exactly yeah. what I said to yeah. Travis. You know, I started all of a sudden becoming a, a, a what do they call it, the couch coach or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I would feed Duke. And, you know, you like those physical guys. They love fourth quarter, and you want them to keep running people over. And why are you putting in a little guy? And, oh, man, what a great decision. Look at him go. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we just need to trust the process. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of running, somebody over I mean two was you fun. know how much of that fuel the crowd the rest of his team and you know what really who really fuels your defense man yeah. your defense see your quarterback do things like that man they get so pumped man and that defense was phenomenal second half of this game and they they had one heck of a game bro once they once they settled down a little bit started putting the pressures on man but yeah Duke is the is what you want to have because say you know we do make the playoffs say we do make it you know you have to have a run game to go on the road, and you have to have a defense to go on the road. Fair. Having this right here, we got an opportunity to have both, you know, moving on from here on out. I would just say in December football on, those are good things to have. Right. I'm not getting ahead of myself. Usually weather-wise, yeah. because usually weather-related. Sure, that's why. Yeah. sure. The, the funny thing about this game to me was it followed a different script than we've been used to. Seth's point for seven weeks in a row was how bad the second quarter had been. They fixed that in, the, in one of the wins over the, the winning streak, but now they come out – and they win the second half 21-7 to is the final score. The only points the Jets get are on defense on that late pick six, which we can talk about that here a little bit later on. But yeah. on a day where your quarterback throws for less than 200 yards, has two interceptions, you still go over 30 points. And again, this is the first time the Dolphins have had a 100-yard rusher this season. And it comes in week 15 from a guy who's playing his second game, was in the practice squad the last three or four weeks. And, you know, Seth, we were talking about this in the press box. Seth was saying, I would not go away from that guy right now. And then Miles Gaskin has the best <laughs> run of his career for 30 yards. Team effort, right, Seth? Yeah, but let Miles be the change-up back, right? Absolutely. So that's the question. I think a lot of us were talking about that in the press box, and I imagine some other folks were saying it. You just said it. You know, he was on the practice squad. This is only his second game. Why haven't we seen more of Duke Johnson earlier? You know, right. why did it take COVID to get – to, for us to get to see him there and I don't know you know I, I we hear it all the time from coach Flores and everyone else that every game is treated a, as its own thing and right. and you know matchups and situations 
But, man, that guy just looked like – Juice, he looked, as you said, he was finding ways to turn things that looked like they were going to be disastrous plays into positive plays, plays that had a chance to be, uh, you know, decent plays, became big runs for him. And, you know, he ripped off that 20-something yarder that got called back on the hold. To me, those holds really had nothing to do – Away from the play, right? They were away from the play. I know they're penalty. They have to be called. But the point that I'm making is – Duke Johnson was just in his bag today. Yeah, and I think you, you, to, to answer your question, I think, Big Seth, you know, a lot of times when guys come in late in the season, you know, picking up a playbook is really tough. That's why you don't get as many opportunities early, you know, when he got here. That's a vet, so, though, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, shoot, don't matter, man. Okay. I tell you, that playbook, there, there's so much different verbiage and things like that that guys have to worry about. But on top of that, when you're on practice squad first, you don't really get all the reps and all the all the identifications and all the opportunities you do to learn an offense. And the coaching staff, really, they don't have a lot of time to teach you because they got to get ready, the guys ready that are going ready to play. So that's probably the bye week probably benefited Duke more than anybody mm. to be able to get into that playbook and learn some plays and give any more opportunities, you know, in this game. I mean, it was nice to even see from, the, you know, from the beginning, you know, that they were, they, they were looking to get Duke going. You know, I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that was great to see Duke getting a start at, at running back from the beginning. Of it this. really so was. That just tells you how they yep. feel about him. Uh, personally how great do you think it was for him you know you heard him during the week and he talked about it's a dream come true and the players that he looked up to growing up and and you know playing for the university of miami and i'm sure that was great but the time he was in middle school he thought about wearing that uniform and today he didn't just wear it and he didn't just get on that field that thing he carried this team to a victory (laughs) i was telling seth that he was he came to his first practice this week and he was wearing a scully and I was like, I didn't recognize who that was because we haven't seen him for most of the year. And I, it reminded me of Wesley Snipes in Major League when he, damn, I've been cut already. And then he gets up and runs the 40-yard dash. I'm like, okay, we got a spot for this guy. And then he comes <laughs> out here and has the best game really of his career. It was the first 100-yard rushing game for Duke Johnson. Juice, how much of that is fresh legs for him? Because, you know, he comes in here and you could get another guy that we talked about two, three weeks ago with Philip Lindsay who comes off, you know, getting waived by the Texans and hasn't had a lot of run for them. Right. And he gets in there with fresh legs. Is that possibly your one-two punch going forward? Absolutely, man. Fresh legs are definitely a part of it. I think also the opportunity. And, uh, you know, sometimes when guys are, you know, off a squad and they're on the street and not have, don't have an opportunity, I mean, that's that motivation Fight as well, career, man. Right? Damn right. And, uh, and I'm surprised to see the way Duke we, – we've seen Duke the last couple of times we've seen him, the way he's been playing, it's hard to imagine that guy being on the streets. You know, sometimes it becomes a numbers Wild. game. Sometimes it becomes a numbers game. And I love the fact that no matter what – I mean, look – how many running backs do we have at the facility on Monday for a workout, yeah. for a tryout? <laughs> you know what I mean? All and then we got a, a couple guys healthy a on lot Friday. Of yeah, running exactly backs right. Through the and they, they're local. They live here. It's easy. Right. You know, it's an easier ticket to get them Save here. Save a few know? bucks on yeah. travel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's great seeing him in uh, this orange. You know, the aqua and orange, said the green and orange, man. And uh, going out there and playing the well as well as he played, and he's got to be excited. He's got to be ecstatic about the way it's going. And you know, honestly, you know, we talk about this. Everybody wants to talk about you could have had this running. I heard this t- talk all last night about the running backs we could have had. Yeah, well. you know what I mean. That could have, should have, would have, man. Look what happened today. We got a guy that's one hell of a football player. Was a hell of a football player in college. He's got his opportunity today for us, and he took full advantage of it. Yeah, to talk about the fresh legs for Duke and the the running game getting going, I thought that also helped the offense kind of get some of the chunk plays going. He also had a 20-yard reception where that might have been one of his best runs because he has a two-way go where he has to set the block up on the outside. He does it. He he jukes back inside and creates himself a big run. You know, Seth mentioned the 20-something-yard run that got called back Mm -hmm. as well. I just thought he he was pressing the hole helping his blocker stay on the block by doing that. And then both those touchdown runs, he he was not in. He was stood up short of the goal line, yeah. and effort yeah. got him in. Like, that's how you endear yourself to a fan base right yeah. there. No question. From him and the offensive line, those, those the big fellows were pushing on those plays right. as well to make sure he got in. So yeah. i got to give all of those guys credit. And we that. did a lot of we did a lot of 6 0 linemen today. You know, yes, we ran, we ran that a lot, yeah. man. Number 65, was, yeah, 65 is reported eligible. Damn right. You know, and that was, uh, <laughs> and that was huge, man. And even in those situations, sometimes we threw a couple – a little dink passes, but for the most part, we lined up and said we're going to hit you in the mouth, and that's what those guys did, you know. And and to to go at it, to rush it 42 times a day, yep. you know, for 184 yards. I mean, that's staying with yeah. it. That is staying with it, uh-huh. you know, especially in the second half when you've got to really get at guys, man. And so just uh, just you know, persistent with the run game. Stop us if you can. If you can't, then you're going to pay for it, and they pay for it on the other side. That's pretty crazy. A good way to, to really show the Dolphins' ability under Brian Flores. And I asked him earlier this week in a press conference about how 
your ability to have so many guys that do multiple things, and that's obviously a, a team point, a team focus, how that helps you win games in December. Because, Seth, you're, you've been my guy on this. I forget. It's got to be 18-6 and six now, I think, post-Halloween. I'm pretty sure that's it. 18 I think you're right. I hope you're right. In the Brian Flores <laughs> era post-Halloween. And we saw Nick Needham today in the absence of Javon Holland, who I want to talk about that, playing the single high safety, playing post-safety. This is a guy that's only mm-hmm. played – he played only a perimeter cornerback in college. He's played some slot in the NFL now, but he shows you the more you can do there. The fact that you are down Jalen Waddle Again, want to come back and talk about that. And your, your receiving core is a little bit depleted because of that, and they find a way to incorporate more guys. We see, you know, Albert Wilson gets a carry. Clayton Fedulum almost got a carry there at the end. Jacoby Brissett, Gaskin, Duke, Tua had seven carries. They had eight guys had pass targets and receptions in this game, so they found a way to spread the football around. And I can't believe we left this off off the top. We're going to come back and open the next segment, but – how about that Christian Wilkins Selly after the touchdown? We'll come back and talk about that. Which one? More. Well, there were several of them. I, I, I want to go in-depth on that. But, again, the final score here from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 31, Jets 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. And we teased this in the last segment talking about the Christian Wilkins catch and touchdown and ensuing celebration, which I think included about four <laughs> different sellies there, Juice. He goes into the stands. Are we going to come up with our own Lambo leap name? No, Hard Rock. Know. It's got to be a Hard Rock. Hard Rock, rock Hurdle. 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 I, like hop. I like Hop better. The hard I, rock someone hop. said Joe Robbie Jump. That was a pretty good one. I know it's an old old name. I don't know if we're allowed to use that. Man, we're <laughs> getting trouble for that one right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. we we'll hard, hard rock hop. Credit. But yeah. that is hard nice to hop. pay homage to to Joe Robbie. Yeah, that's for very sure. fish tank of for them. Sure. So Seth was very excited about him going to the well. The, I, I liked the worm to the break dance and the windmill out. <laughs> the windmill. <laughs> break, I was all about the windmill. What is, What does that mean? Tell me what that means. Well, <laughs> could you windmill, Big Seth? I could not windmill. <laughs> I could backspin. I could not windmill. Right. Uh, you know, I could pop and lock it, but I could not windmill. Some footage. So you have to go back and watch it. So he did the worm. But then he started to spin, and he was flipping from, you know, I, I, you know, from over his shoulders there. And you got to go back and watch it. <laughs> You're just not going to get that kind of analysis anywhere else. Breaking down the Christian Wilkins touchdown celebration yeah. there. I don't know a, that I'm a b-boy expert a, here. A big moment in the game that it wasn't the ult, the defining moment in the game as things kind of changed late there, right. but definitely I think got this crowd fired up a little bit. But Juice, we talked a little bit about a couple of guys that were not in the lineup today. Mm-hmm. We got good news on Saturday that Javon Holland was coming off the COVID reserve list. Jalen Waddle did not get that good news. We wake up on. Sunday morning with some bad news that Holland wouldn't play right. in the game. I mean, I, these might be the Dolphins' two best players, and they find a way to win a football game without both of them, Juice. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how – I mean, that's a great job of getting some personnel in there, some guys in there that could take up, the, you know, the slack for those guys. And you talked about Needham. I mean, Needham, you know, he did a heck of a job back there. We didn't do as many things that we would usually do with Javon Holland. Yeah. You yeah. know, Needham really played that single high safety most of the game. You saw Brandon around the, the ball a lot. And, you know, we actually went, like I said, we went, uh, we went a five-man line a lot today. You know, we did a lot of different things that we might not have done if Javon was there. You know, we can bring that blitz from different, different sides. And I love the fact that, you know, Brandon was in and out and then making some plays. But, man, it's, it's nice to see the depth show up at times. You For know? sure. And you guys being able to play, like you talked about earlier in the show, Travis, multiple positions and know what the hell they're doing. You know, not a lot of break in coverages, not a lot of, you know, misassignments, it seemed like. Some things that we saw at the beginning of the year. And I think the guys that were out there really stepped it up, man. And like I said, you know, what they did in the second half, I, I wrote down a few things about, you know, some of the biggest points of the game. You know, I mean, I think the second, the second quarter was huge, as we talked about. You know, giving those guys, you know, scoring some points, scoring 10 points ourselves, not giving them anything or giving them the seven points in a second, but then coming out after halftime and getting a three and out, and then we go down and score, yeah. get another stop. They had like nine plays in the third quarter, yeah. you know, and a couple of really big plays. They had busted a couple of plays, and we dropped them back a little bit more right after that. Return. So I think the, the fact that these guys are starting to get the most important times of the game down right. Slow starts are bad, but finishing the halves, opening the third quarters and finishing games what it's all about. And we, we, they did that today and got the win. Yeah, it was a pretty similar script to the one we've been following really all year for the offense where the second half is just all about taking the air out of the football. And here's a good stat for you. They came out of the locker room break. The Jets got the football to start. Miami gets, I think it was a three and out, and they're mm-hmm. up by seven. Or the, the Jets are up by seven, I should say. Dolphins get back-to-back touchdown drives that amassed 20 plays, 136 yards, 11 minutes, and 51 seconds of game time. It's really tough to lose when you do that. And that's kind of been this, this Dolphins offense 
Conference's identity. The second half, they come out and they play their best ball. Well, I mean, that's how they stole the game away from them. You know, I, I mean, that was really it because they were – a lot was getting dictated to the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and the mistakes were, were plentiful, unfortunately. And, and as we kept saying, boy, are they, are they looking rusty coming off the bye? But, but maybe that rest showed up. You know, they got a little break there at halftime, Juice. Mm-hmm. And then it, maybe they were just a little fresher coming out in the third quarter, and certainly some adjustments were made. But they just looked more physical. They looked uh, like they were more intentional uh, with what they were trying to accomplish. And, and at that point, I think the Jets just had no answers. Yeah, I think a series after series after series, especially on defense, I got notes like didn't tackle, got to tackle yeah, better. Tackle, tackle, tackle. Missed tackle, tackle. missed tackle. You know, oh. missed tackles left and right, man, was like, was huge. In the right spot, but not finishing the play. You know, you have to finish the play. It doesn't matter if your lineman assignment's good. If you don't execute, right. you know, we're in trouble right there. And they were know? in position so many so times. So many great positions, man. And then they had Zach Wilson. They had him dead to right a few times. You know, I was one to one play made six guys miss. You know, he's not that big. I mean, what, 6'2", 215 maybe, 200? <laughs> I mean, I get some of those other big guys. I mean, that's, that's a tougher tougher guy to get down, man. But he's shifty. And he's going to be a problem in the future, I think, you know, in our division. But so what? Today, he showed his rookiness at times. Is that a word, Travis? I don't you think know. so. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make it. Put it I, in. It sounds like a word to Call me, Webster, Juice. man. Let's throw it in there, right? I don't hey, they put the words call. in all the time, good. man. They, they throw words Ignorance in all the time. Bliss, Let me get that. <laughs> rookiness <laughs> is good. It's official here. So, yeah. So, we took advantage of him being a rookie today, and it's, it's nice, man. So, I, I thought, you know, no matter what, they, they made the adjustments. They found a way to get it done. Uh, that defense, man. I mean, this is what we, we we've been waiting on our defense. Yep. I, I I thought we lost them for a second, Big Seth. At they the did. beginning of the game, I, they weren't they weren't our defense at the no. beginning of the game. You thought they you thought they were going to put it together, though, huh? Yeah, I I do believe in this defense. I mean, look, I was concerned that Holland wasn't going to play, and actually, what a what a, a you know how Travis gets really concerned anytime Waddle has like a hangnail on the field, and he's kind of <laughs> that proud father that wants to run out there and carry his son off the field and say it's going to be okay, son, and he gets really like I almost in tears. <laughs> I, I kind of felt that way. I, I rode the roller coaster with Holland when I found out he had COVID. I, the running backs, you know, you don't like to lose your whole running back right. room. But I was like, oh, man, not Holland, not Holland. Oh, Holland's back. Oh, what do you mean? They woke up this morning. I was like, you what saw do you my mean? text to you guys, I right? I, I was like, and oh, <laughs> no. And, 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 but, you know, you brought up Nick Needham today, and uh, you didn't have the splash plays, and they probably didn't ask him to do what they asked Holland to do. But I think that they missed Waddle more than they missed Holland. And maybe that's because there's just so many playmakers on defense. And the way this defense is structured, they're able to to cover up even when they lose a guy as dynamic as as, uh, Holland. But I don't know on offense that they can afford to lose too many guys. And there just aren't that many guys like Jalen Waddle. Well, you know, in the offense, the last five, six weeks has been all centered around Waddle. Exactly. Everything's been about Waddle. You know, so it's nice to have a guy like Duke come in and, and replace that, those, those, those touches, you know, that we usually get from Waddle. It's also, you know, it's nice to see Devontae back and, you know, making big play after big play, he did. you know, and big catches, man. Because, you know, we always say this. When he's on the field, the, the man is spectacular. You know, that, the problem is keeping him on the field. On the field. And it's not – most of it's not his fault, man. His body is the way it is, bro. But when he's out there, man, boy, is he fun to watch and make some spectacular plays. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked that much about the 37-yarder. That I, yeah. I really think that that was – I hate to use the word game changer. Uh, yeah, but I do yeah. think that that got the offense rolling. I think it certainly got Tua settled down because, man, things were – I was holding my breath every throw there for, yeah. for the first couple of drives. But he drops that 37-yarder into, into Parker's – just, throw, just right catch. there. Into, uh, uh, man, it was perfect. It was like he handed it to him. Yeah. From 37 yards away, it was a great throw. Devontae always comes down with those. And, and then the offense just kind of got rolling from there. Same on the Isaiah Ford throw, too. That ball was really handed to him Dropped over the top of the there. shoulder. And that was a great Dropped catch by there. Isaiah, too. What a big de- game for Isaiah Ford. You know, I, this game really showed me a couple of things as far as the offense goes. Number one, just how important it is to get Tua into a rhythm. He's such a rhythm passer. You have that first drive where you go run, run, uh, failed exchange, which is a fumble get off the field. The next next drive, first pass intercepted. He's not in any kind of rhythm until really the second quarter of the game and that just it took him a while to get cranking there with that being the the situation they were faced with. And then also you mentioned the absence of Waddle. I thought you really saw it show up in the red zone because they just every play they ran to try to find six points juice was fades to Devontae Parker, uh, trying to find Mike Gesicki yeah. on a corner route going yeah. over the top of a linebacker. They just don't have the guys that can separate down in those short areas like Waddle can. I thought that was a, a big big indictment about the receiver room beyond Waddle in terms of the separation they create because that's, that's what Tua does so well, right? The timing, the accuracy. And then, you know, so that was that was kind of my offensive point. 
Did you guys want to jump in there? At well, all? no, I agree no. with yeah. you. We talked about it, Juice. It's you know, Waddle has that quick twitch, and when you're down there, there's not a lot. Of, once you get down to the five, it's exciting because you you know you think you're going to score and you can start to taste blood. Right. But at the same time, there's not a lot of room for the offense to move, and you know that better than any of us. Right. But there's not a lot, and so uh, love Mike Kosicki. But Mike takes – he needs – he's going, a long right? strider. Yeah. He needs to get going. He needs those yards and that open space. And, you know, and I think we see a lot of that with Devontae as well. Devontae's right. not going to blow you off the well. ball. Yeah. Devontae, Devontae separates yeah. vertically, yeah. you know. And yeah. so, so I, I think that, that Waddle just does open up the offense when he's in there in those short uh, – those tight spaces. Yeah, best route runner we have, man. He really is. And that's one of those things about it. You talk about the quick twitch, you know, the, the, the speed and the quickness. He's got both. You know, some guys have quickness, some guys have speed. Mm-hmm. He's got both. And that's the thing that, you know, it's tough to deal with as a DB. And when you move him in motion, you know, a lot of times I was watching the motion that we were doing today, and a lot of times the Jets just play straight zone. You know, when you give a straight zone to a guy like Waller, you're in trouble. Yeah, they'd be in trouble with that because he'd be able to find little gaps, exactly. get little, and then, you know, get, get you seven, eight, nine, and maybe hit a home run for you, man. So uh, they were lucky we didn't have water out there today. And they right. had to, all they had to do was glue on our big guys that go up and make plays because there was nobody that really created a lot of separ- – there wasn't a lot of separation today. Tua, man, he threw some tight windows today. He had to, He yeah. really had because, guys, there was very little separation. The ball was on time. You know, obviously the pick six was a bad idea. But at the same time, no man. I mean, beginning everything was high. Everything was, you know, he missed he missed Burt Lurk deep. You know, it was just a yeah. tough start for him. He did find a way to start fitting some in. You talk about the dimes he threw to Isaiah and the one to uh, to, to Parker. Man, those were great. Those passes. were great passes. The one you did talk about, the one Albert Wilson, and I thought there was separation there. Yeah, that yeah, to me that should have been miss. whatever it was, 65, was 70 yards. Dude, he was wide open, yep. wide open, yeah. and and room to run. And we know he does have that second gear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Tua just saw him late. I know we talked about yeah. it in the press. He box did. He was he, getting hit too was at the same time. I know we he saw had him late. Yeah, yeah. And he got hit. If he's in rhythm in the pocket, if he's in rhythm in the pocket, he he probably makes that throw. But when it's when you're scrambling, you're kind. It looks like he. We were talking in the press box, like he read that low to high, so it was kind of his secondary read. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about Tua's arm strength, and you know I'm not going to sit here and bandy about it. But if you're going to get him on a secondary read, he's just not going to whip it out there yeah. 65 yards on, on, with you know the drop in the arm angle. It's just not his game, and that's okay. It's, his it's, arm is what it is, it, man. exactly, and you can win with it. So yep. that's what it is. Uh, one more point there, Juice. You mentioned Waddle. I just wanted to also mention the hands, as far as like the, once the ball hits him in the hands, man, he snatches that thing and he pulls it in. And then finally, here you guys talked about confidence. Like. I, I never thought they were going to lose this game personally. I, I thought they had it. In, they had it within their grasp the entire time, and luckily it turned out that way. I want to talk about something at the top of the next segment here about the Jets. The Jets trickeration. The dreaded Jets. The dreaded Jets trickeration. Easy enough for me to say. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen of Coconut Creek or online at GuntherVolkswagen.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 31, Jets 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Give your game day menu the perfect kick of spice with Old El Paso. Try recipes the whole team will love like slow cooker, cheesy chicken, enchilada bean dip, air fryer beef taquitos, or carnitas mini taco bowls. Visit OldElPaso.com for these recipes and more game day favorites. Old El Paso Taco together. And we talked about this in the last segment about the Jets coming out with a pretty unique game plan in this one. And Juice, it really <laughs> reminded me of that 2019 season finale up in Foxborough when Miami pulled out all the stops with double reverse passes and, and throwback passes to the running backs and just all kinds of ways of getting this. Uh, the, the At the time, the Patriots defense kind of out of sorts. Now for the Dolphins defense, to me, that was the big difference and really the Jets staying in this game. But my question, I guess, here is does that kind of – help the Dolphins to have all that stuff on tape so now they can be prepared for that in the instance they see it again. Well, I definitely. You know, the Jets, they're, they're honestly, let's be real, they're a desperate team right now. You know, looking for wins, looking for a way to, you know, to, to, to find a way to win, especially down here. Nothing they'd love more than to spoil what we've got going right now. You know, but they, they didn't. They did. They, they couldn't <laughs> find a way to do it. And they did. They, th- they pulled out all kinds of trick plays today. One of my favorites I've never seen before was, the, you know, the run, guy running the crosser. And they th- completed and they throw the lateral again to, to know, Braxton. Like that was, football, that was outstanding, right? That was exactly what it was. Fast football has to be forward, though, Big Seth, or it's a penalty right there. You can't lateral in fast football. Uh, but it, depends <laughs> who, it, it depends who Big John and Brad Roll are rooting for. That's right. Stu. That's right. Yeah. Don't get Stu yelled at because it was a bad play. You know, but um, <laughs> Stu's my man. Uh, so, yeah, man, but, I, you know, they pulled out everything. And then once you, once our team settled down and realized it's how the game is going to be played, 
you know, then we stayed home more, started getting to the quarterback and things like that. I think they ran out of their, their trick plays, yeah, Travis, at some have. point. I mean, damn, I mean, they ran about six of them, you know. Yeah, so, I mean. them really worked. Like, they didn't just kill us on those. No. I, I, you know, that, I know they that play, they did get a first down when you had them in a third and long situation. Yeah. And it was interesting during the week because I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Joe Shad or somebody was trying to get Coach Flores to, to talk about the fact that you can expect anything from a desperate team. And, and he, you know, obviously Coach Flores didn't take the bait. And his point was that's every week. You know, the game of football is all about kind of trying to tr- trick your opponents or find ways to move the ball on right. your opponents. And we got beat for a fake punt several weeks ago against a team that was in the hunt. So he's like, you just always have to be on your toes. And uh, Clearly they knew that, right. to expect those things. I think ultimately they, they handled them because they never I mean, really gave up anything. I though. think we got to the point where we're like, you know what, you're going to try one, we're going to try one. Yeah. Right. And that backfired against us, right? You're going to try all these. Are you talking about one. the punt? I think the, the, fake, I punt, think the fake punt was a, yeah. I need to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah, do you we'll guys think happened on that? Can what? somebody preach? Can you get on uh, Instagram? I know Blake Ferguson's got – maybe he's going live right now. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's talking about it. That guy's on social media more than we even are. But yeah. I, I, I don't know what happened there because we were – I was hoping that they were going to run that clock down to at least one second. I know John Congemi said he was okay right. with the five-yard penalty there. Next thing you know, with 16, 15 seconds left, not only is the ball snapped, not only is it snapped to the up back – but, I mean, that was a Roger Clemens fastball <laughs> coming at him right there. And, and uh, yeah, it's tough to take one of those off the face mask. Dude, there's no way you can make that. It's, it looked like a jugs machine coming at him. From three yards From away. From three <laughs> yards away, you know. And I know how tough that can be, man, especially when you're not expecting it like that. Yeah. You know. But I, th- I think he might have been, though, because he, he threw the hands up like he expected it to be coming. I, but I you don't expect it to be coming that hot. No, no. Uh, definitely, the heater was definitely, on, man. Definitely not Randy Johnson to the face mask. Because, you know, fourth and one, you guys know me. Like, I go every single time on fourth fourth and one that's that's kind of how I how I play it you know that I'm the kid playing mad in my basement whatever you want to call it but <laughs> I want to go on fourth down and the snap to the up back has been so successful in fact the Dolphins converted two of them last year two for two for first downs in big games they had to have including that Las Vegas game last year in a big time spot there so I'm not I, I don't hate the call I just hate the execution but yeah. I, I feel like maybe maybe Blake got caught in between thinking I do want to snap to the up back, but wait, maybe I'm not supposed to go. There seemed to be some some indifference there because I thought Fedulum expected it, but like you said – Way too hot off the face mask there. Yeah, I don't know what he was saying, and apparently on Twitter, all he, in all capital letters, another one down, big dub. That's it. So huh? there is no he's, all, he's already moved on. He's moved, he's on, moved on, and I don't hate him for it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. He'll, he'll, he'll hear from Coach Crossman on the corrections tomorrow. There's no yeah. doubt about but that. But I tell you what I do love about that. You know, no matter what happened that play, defense came on there and that sudden change didn't affect yes. You know, I think we had a Great tackle point. for loss right after that. You know, it was like uh, we got to a third and 12, then Bake had a big sack after that. You know what I mean? So it was a great job. You know, no matter what, you know, having to trust in your defense like Coach Flo did to go ahead and run this fake play, and then uh, if we don't get it, then defense come on there and oh, they make were a play, and they sure did. That, that's a great point, Juice. And I, that, that was why I didn't ever really – waver in my confidence because so much of the Jets' success came from – we talked about it. Yeah. I mean – From jump. Once they had to start really kind of going to a true drop-back passing game, they, they couldn't get anything going. And I thought all those end-arounds and these tight-end screens and leaking, leaking guys out in the flat, it kind of kept, you know, Ogba and Phillips and Gink at bay. And the Jets coming into this game – Mekhi Becton got hurt in the first game of the season. He's out. They lost their other starting tackle, George Fant, before the game as well. So they're down to their third and fourth tackles. That was a key to the game to me was Ogba, Gink, and Phillips finding a way to get pass rush off the edge. The Jets, great credit to them. They found a way to mitigate that early on. But that's when the levy broke, I thought. How, do you know how many of those six sacks, at least four or five of those, had to be in the second half of that game, right? Yeah. The majority of them were in the second half. We weren't getting there. and We were getting there and not getting to the ground yes. in the first half. So, I mean, the second half, you saw guys, and we're going at him with more athletic guys at times, you know. And it's, it's shocking to see some of our big guys not being able to get a guy down like that. But at the same time, you, know, you bring Brandon Jones at him, yep. bring Van Ginkle at him, you know, bring these different guys at him that are athletes. I, I mean, the one time we had – my, one of my favorite plays of the whole game was when, you know, Zach got forced to his left. Van Ginkle was chasing. He put the brakes on and turned around, but Van Ginkle was right there, and then Phillips was right there. You know, yeah, our impressive. team speed showed up. I mean, I don't know how Van Ginkle made that. I was going to say, that, that was unbelievable what Gink was able yes. to do yeah, on that Yeah, that, that, that was impressive right that, there. That showed some athleticism there. And he's, a, he's an athletic guy, but yeah. I didn't know he had that in yeah, That and, changed the direction. And, and then another time Zach got outside. 
and and Van Ginkle was on the chase. You know, you know, if he gets around that corner, he's gonna run. Our DBs are way deeper. That's a first down. He stopped him with like four or five yard gain. That was he, impressive as well. He's playing some pretty he, impressive yes. football. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you you know, we should do that analysis. And it's not just the sacks. I know Jalen Phillips talked about it in his presser this week, but Andrew Van Ginkle right. is playing some really impressive football. And real quick, you asked the question. It looks like five of the six sacks came Makes in sense. the second half. And also just real quick, for because for, I know there's people keeping track here at home, but 18-7 and seven now after Halloween under Brian Look Floyd. at that. He comes back three seconds oh, later I, and pulls I, it out. I can't. Yeah, I mean, look, all <laughs> I'm doing is reading the book here. So give that to Brett, Brett Heisen and the rest of the, the Dolphins communication staff. 18 and 7 and 8 and 3 all time in December. So, I, I mean. Not bad. Eh, it's not bad at not all. Not bad at all. I'm glad you guys mentioned Gink and the, and the stats that he hasn't quite piled up, but the good football he's playing. Yes, sir. I keep thinking back, like, you obviously can't throw out the first eight games of the season, but let's say this Dolphins team started this way. How many guys on this team would be freaking Pro Bowlers right now? You've got so many guys during this stretch that are playing some of the best ball of their career. You guys mentioned Brandon Jones. I thought one of the biggest moments of the game was that eight yard sack he had on first down after. Justin Coleman missed Zach Wilson on a third down potential sack. It's a huge play. He comes in, gets turns it into second and eighteen, and the Jets just don't have wrapped a fire his ass overcome up, that. wrapped <laughs> him up. You ain't going nowhere this time. Kind of looked at him too, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he yes, did. He did. Like, really? He tried making that move. He wasn't getting away. Do you know who I am? I think he said it. I think he, did, he yeah. said it. until someone proves me wrong. I think he said, "Do you know who I am?" If he might have had a Volkswagen, maybe he could have gotten away. Get your new hey. Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Delray Beach or online at Gunther Volkswagen Delray For car buying done your way. You got to get to Gunther again. The final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 31, Jets 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. The Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the NFL, and you won't miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your seats securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few taps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. And Juice, it's six straight wins now for the Miami Dolphins, who started the season 1-7, and seven, back to 7-7. Seven and seven. I think this could be maybe a Seth uh, topic for you here, but I think <laughs> they're the first team to get back to 500 after starting the season one and seven. So they have that in their back pocket. But I wanted to ask you, what have you been most impressed by just kind of comprehensively with this team over the course of that six game winning streak? What do they get cleaned up and what has impressed you the most over that span? Well, I think we have to go back to what our bread is buttered by. And that's our defense. Everything starts with our defense, giving our offense, you know, opportunities, field position. A little out of breath. <laughs> Put you on the spot. I'm getting here. old. See? <laughs> I'm getting old. You know, but uh, I think our defense, man, the way they played the last <laughs> few games, I mean, look, we gave up more points than we gave up, you know, usually. We were giving up, what, like close to 11, Big Seth, you know, the points in, in, during the win streak. Remember going back during the losing streak, we're giving up 30 some points a game. Yeah, I mean, this is the most they've given up since the win streak. Exactly. I think right. it was 17 prior to that. Right, so. that's what I'm saying. So, averaging somewhere close to 10, 11 points a game, we were giving up. So, they gave up quite a few today. One of them on the offense. Do we count that one? I mean, it does. Own, yeah. It is a weird <laughs> does, yeah. statistical anomaly where it does count against the defense, unless Pro Football Focus has some other way to do it. Right. But it does count against the defense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I just love the fact that our defense has gotten to be that defense we saw towards the, the last part of last season. For sure. You know, they're not even counting. Don't count the Buffalo games. That was an anomaly com compared to the way they were playing. Um, so first few weeks of this season felt the same way like we're not the defense isn't doing what we're used to it doing yeah and I think we contributed that early in the season to young safeties you know being a little simple a little more vanilla they weren't sending they those weren't guys exactly right and then they started getting back to doing I think a couple guys on the team even mentioned we're doing things that we were doing last year towards mm -hmm. the end of the year and they're starting to get these young guys able to go out there and execute those sort, sort of things you when you're bringing pressure you can't blow assignments on the back end you know what I mean? Because that happens a lot of times. We try to bring pressure. Somebody doesn't know their assignment. Seth's got this guy. Travis has got this guy. And then you, you know they're you throwing go, at me. <laughs> right. So we're going to go up big Seth. But at the same time, though, if you want to bring pressure, that means a lot of one-on-ones. And if guys are messing up their assignment on one-on-ones, big plays happen. And that's not – they're not doing that as a defense. Sure. And we've even seen some of that this year, right? Yeah. I think the Jets actually, right, they, uh, Flacco hit one, and then they had the – to Elijah Moore, they had the, uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the long touchdown there. 
but it's few and far between. And I think, you know, the whole concept of pick your poison, we're winning a lot more of those situations than we're losing. Yeah, without question. I think, you know, Seth, you always reference a podcast I did this summer where I had a guest on who thought the Dolphins needed to go oh, to play more four-man pressure and, and play more coverage and, and back off. <laughs> Where's he right now? I almost I almost feel like that was kind of what they did there for th- through the first, you know, several games of the season. Then they got back to what they do best and, and sent in pressure after the quarterback. But I think that idea probably comes from, you know, having Jalen Phillips who showed you today that he can win one-on-ones. He's Bro. He's a monster. He's so good, and they move him inside sometimes. Yep. You know what I mean? And him and, like, Agua can be on the same side, and they run a little ET game or TE game, and then next you know Van Ginkle's coming off the backside, you know, to hit somebody in the back. You know, I thought the way they do it, and and, and, and Jalen Phillips is a grown man as a rookie, man. He's a he really grown is. man so out there. And I want to see bigger and better things coming. Mentally, to him, too. He seems really mature he, he's for a sharp, young guy. man. He really is. And he's starting to get it. And, you know, we talk about it all the time with quarterbacks and other position players where the game's starting to slow down. I, I think the game's starting to slow down for him. He's seeing things a lot better, you know, and then be able to react. And he's so athletic that he doesn't have to be overly aggressive at times. You know, he can react and make plays as well. So yeah. you mind your assignment for a little bit, and then you can be aggressive at that point, man. And that's what he's been doing lately. And, and I think that leads me to my point when you talk about what, what has been most impressive. Uh, one of the things that sticks out to me, and if I can have two, I know, Travis, you like to give out a few extra game balls. So I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, uh, if I can have two here. But one is certainly the development of the rookies. I mean, three of the yeah. most important players on this team are, are the top three draft picks. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think that that has been incredibly impressive. But I also think if if you take a step back, guys, and it's hard to remember now, which is nice because I don't want to remember that when we were doing postgame shows Ugh. after loss after loss after loss. But at some point during that seven-game losing streak, all you heard was about who was going to get fired yep. and what mistakes were made and who we should have drafted. Mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips shouldn't have been picked. We never should have traded out of this spot. We could have got pits and we could have – you know, you heard all of those things. And – There was talks about trades that needed to be made and everything else. And Brian Flores kept all of that under control. And, you know, I think sometimes people get in their feelings because he doesn't answer questions the way way they want him to at a press conference. Or he's not going to come out and say what you think he should say or what you want him to say. But ultimately, he kept things under control. And this team did not fall apart. And the wheels can fall off really quickly when you, you lose two in a row, three in a row lost seven in a row and they flipped the script and they've won six in a row and you know i don't know how the season's going to play out it's a one game season for me right now guys but the reality (laughs) is is that you have to give credit to the head man if you're going to give them all the blame when the team's losing you have to give credit to the head man for keeping things together during that i want to come back to that point though let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification you're listening to the miami dolphins radio network WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Seth, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's not just 2021 where all these these productive players have come from. In the 2020 or the 2019 class, rather, when the Dolphins really did their best to kind of push assets of the future, kind of knowing they were going to take it on the chin that year, they traded out of the second round that year. They wound up getting Josh Rosen in, in that part of the draft as well. But to get Christian Wilkins, who, for my money, is playing his way towards a second contract in a big way in a Pro Bowl-type season this year, Andrew Van Ginkle, I mean – Kind of the same. He had a great second season, had a little bit of a slow start this year. He's back at it again. Jason Sanders already got his second contract. Nick Needham, an undrafted free agent that year. Then last year with Tua, Big Rob, Raekwon Davis, Brandon Jones. I mean, Chris Greer's bringing in guys right now that are contributing. That's And, you know, Brian yeah. Flores talked about this juice before the season. He said that 2020 and 2021 class, that's pretty much the football team. Like, that's a big chunk of the football team. And they're the ones doing it. They really are, man. I didn't, you know, I even talk a lot about Raekwon today. They, you know, when they went to that five-man front and put him on the nose, man, he was hell disruptive, man. He was. He's a grown man. It's going to take a two or three guys to break, you know, to block him, and then you got other guys able to go in there and make plays. So. He's got to live for that too, yeah, right? He yeah. wants contact and physicality yeah. and he just does, to man. You throw people around. I feel it, like that 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 just fuels him, bro. It's like it's a, it's a grimy job in there, man. He does a hell of a job with it, man. And other guys get the plays and make get the stats and everything, but. I guarantee when they watch defensive film, they'll talk about him manhandling a couple guys, a center guard, you know, giving other guys opportunities to go in there and make plays and, and, and basically doing his job and doing it well. You know, those guys don't come free. You know, you, if you can't get a guard to get out there on a blitzing, 
you know, defensive end because, you know, Raekwon's got two guys blocking him, yep. then that's, that becomes a problem right there. Well, that's know? the thing, Juice. You, you know, like you said, it doesn't always show up in the box score, and maybe he doesn't get a lot of credit. Go talk to every opposing yes. center and guard combination, mm -hmm. and I guarantee you each one of them know who number 98 is. No doubt about it. And to that point, how about Zach Sealer? Because oh he, he fits that same mold, but now we're starting to get more and more splash plays out of him, and he, you know, he's, his snap count, I believe, is increasing. Last week goes up to like or two games ago or – Two weeks One ago. game ago, yep. thank you, Juice. Gotcha. It, it was up in the mid-30s. Seems like forever ago, Travis. Exactly. After playing something like 23, 24 snaps a game, he goes up. And then today, that strip sack, was that the one after the failed uh, fourth down attempt, the the, ups, the snap to the up back? I think right. it was right after that, and Zach Sealer goes out and gets the ball right back for the Dolphins' offense. Man, what a big turn that was for him. He he has a couple of tackles, one for a loss, forces a fumble, and gets it to Ogba. I think for that they big punted after that, Big Travis. I think they punted. I think that was the three and out. Pretty much in the sack by Bake, but it came pretty close to that, man. Okay, and that so was, yeah. That was huge. Either way, it was a heck of a play, yes. and I agree. Heck of, hey, I didn't know if it was a pass break up today. I thought it was incomplete for <laughs> a second. Back, there, but he got a pass break up today. <laughs> did, did you did you see the replay of that? He he just discards the guard. He just goes right around him. Then the running back's like, "I'm gonna get it." No, you're not. And he ran him right, oh, ran him right into the ground. That was awesome to see. So. Running backs don't want anything to do with that ball on the ground right there in that area. I promise you that, man. Nobody wants to really reach it, especially quarterbacks. Quarterbacks really don't want to reach in there with these big 300 plus pounders or about to jump on that that loose Nor pick should. That loose pigskin, man, it's like, you know, what happens? What happened to Drew Brees, remember? Exactly. You exactly. know, so we don't, you know, I, for me, it's good that I'm outside because I'm definitely not diving my butt in there. Yeah, unless it's like for the Super Bowl, just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Just, Is that a shot at Cam Newton? No, no, <laughs> he no. Did, like, it, it wasn't. Uh, he turned it down, didn't he? He, 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 turned he it did. Down. But my point is that for a quarterback, live to fight another day. Quite honestly, and it was awesome to see what Tua did today. I was going to say. But I'm okay if my quarterback slides there. I don't need you to run over people, especially when you're not Cam Newton. You know <laughs> what, what, I mean? what did you think? Because the press box is like, ooh, and Seth's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, what, what did you think? Tua gave him every move he had. You know what I mean? He and gave the guy every move. He, he, he didn't bite any of them. He didn't bite any of them. He said, what the hell am I going to do now? <laughs> He was right. stuck. I'm glad he tucked he, it away, man. No, nah, but he did the <laughs> so shoulder, true. and then he gave him a little forearm <laughs> shiver at the end of it there, too. Got up, had a little two of flex. It was fun. Oh, man. But I'm okay if he doesn't choose to do that. Well, I mean, time. he was going for the first down there, Big Seth. He, he almost came got up it. a little, little short on that, but Just he was a going, to, going to get it, man. I, I like seeing guys go. How many times he, probably he wanted guys? it, too, Juice, because yeah. if he doesn't get the first down there, which he didn't, he knows he's got to go run it's, to the sidelines because Jacoby's coming in. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. That's so funny. 100%. And then Right after that, Duke has another one of those runs where he breaks off a couple of tackles and picks up the first down on second He's and short. Smoked. So maybe that helped inspire him. I doubt it because he was doing it all game he long. He showed so, up inspired. Yeah, Duke Duke was incredible in this game, Tua in certain moments as well. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Fort Lauderdale or online at GuntherVolkswagen.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 31, Jets 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. Guys, we had a lot of choices here for the drive of the game. We had to go with the game winner towards the end. The Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing, and it was capped off with a touchdown pass from Tua Tungavailoa to Devontae Parker. Third down and nine. 3.43 remaining. Tied at 24 from the Jets' 11-yard line. Empty backfield to a slam pattern. He got Parker, it. touchdown! One-on-one, -on -one, Devontae Parker on a post pattern gets inside for the touchdown. And a big one. 75 yards, eight plays, four minutes and eight seconds off the clock. A big Miles Gaskin run. Tua to Parker there for the big touchdown. And Juice, you know, I tweeted about how Tua bounced back to have that big, you know, game-winning drive essentially, and, and and that's what it was. But someone tweeted at me and said, like, you mean his running backs? And I'm like, well, partially, <laughs> sure. But you know, the third and eleven touch or third nine rather touchdown strike. I mean, going up by seven compared to three right there, that's a big deal, man. Yeah, it was. And you know what? We talked about it a little bit, but you're, he's right. The running backs did do a great job. I mean, start off with a nice little RPO to Gesicki for eight, get a little block out, outside thing by by uh, Albert Wilson, and then you saw Duke with a nice little run, start, you know. A farm you know and setting a little setting a little tone but <laughs> then we talked about the miles gaskin run you know miles with a big run in there so it was it was really really good stuff saw albert wilson working hard down the field 
And then Duke again. So maybe it was more of the running backs that got us in the position, but the quarterback still was the one that got us in the end zone. And so, so, so be it, you know, Parker made a heck of a play, heck of a catch on a, on a nice little on a slant route, ball a little bit behind him. But, hey, that's what we get paid the big bucks for, Big Seth. You know, the ball's in the area. He's got that catch radius they talk about, go in there and, and make a play. That's what so he's there for. That's what he's there for, man. And um, that was a heck of a drive. That drive was so big, like you talked about. You know, we come off the pick six. I, the, the biggest part about it, coming off a of pick six, we go down there with that nice drive to go out there, you know, and, and go back up seven again, man. So that was that was huge right there. Yeah, well, that's the big thing for me is that they were so dominant in the second half. Yeah. It, it, you know, what the defense was doing was unbelievable. And as you said, in the third quarter, you scored two touchdowns in the third quarter, mm-hmm. really dominating the, the, the second half there. And you throw that out. I don't know what was going on with that decision there. And it's not just a turnover, but it's a turnover for points. And those can yeah. break your spirit. But to, you got to give credit. And, yes, give credit to the running backs, give credit to the offensive line, give credit to everybody you want. But the quarterback is the guy that has to calm himself down, has right. to not feel sorry for himself, and has to go out there and, and get in the huddle and look at ten guys, right, Juice? Because he just right. made a throw he shouldn't have made. Correct. And he's got to look at you and make you believe that he's going to forget that and you need to forget it. We're going to go down there and score points, and it's exactly what they did. Yeah, and, I, and I, what I love about it, too, is, like, you know, you look at – you know, that, that short-term memory, he, he went out there like a DB, like a cornerback, you know, and still went out there and made some plays. He did make some throws in that drive. It wasn't at all about the running backs, right. you know, and especially he made the touchdown throw. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. He's, he, he, this team has a lot of confidence in Tua. They really do. You can tell it, man. They, 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 have, a, they have his back no matter what. And by going out there and, and putting a drive like this together after the pick six, it shows you that they have us back. And, you know, we'll run it. We'll, you know, we'll do the things that we do. But don't worry about it. We'll go back and get this seven back. And that's what they did. I thought the start of the drive was kind of to my point earlier about how he's a rhythm passer, a drive. And they, they go to Gasicki for nine yards to start the drive. And that just kind of got things going from there because Duke goes for eight, then incomplete. Second and 10, Miles Gaskin, 30-yard run. Might have been the biggest play of the entire game right there. Miles for four, Duke for 12, Duke for one. Incomplete, third and nine at the 11-yard line. You get 11-yard touchdown pass. The Dolphins win the second half. 21-7, and the game 31-24. So those long drives in the second half, that one was 58 yards. They also had 78 and 75-yard drives. Big-time answers there when they needed it the most on the second half. That's the Lexus drive of the game brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. We're still waiting on Coach Flores and Tua Tungavailoa, their post-game press conferences. We'll have that. We'll have game balls, NFL scores in hour number two. Miami Dolphins fans, are you ready for game day? With Cheez-It, you can choose your perfect game day snack. Made with 100% real cheese for a deliciously cheesy snack experience. So stock up on all your favorite flavors, and we'll see you back here at your favorite game. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 31, Jets 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.